0: Welcome to another Alia Creator Chat. I'm Jurgi Rutia from Kingston Libraries in Victoria, speaking from Boon Wurong land of the Kulin nation. Uh, sovereignty was never ceded and we need a treaty. Now, today's Creator Chat is the last one for this year. And we close this year with Jason Piment. Uh, and I'm really excited, actually, about talking to him. And Jason recently published Treasure in the Lake, a middle grade graphic novel published by Harper Ali in North America, and Allen and Unwin in Australia and New Zealand. Uh, Jason has worked for many years in animation, commercials, TV, video games, uh, designing environments, background work, things like that. Treasure in the Lake is his first graphic novel and i certainly hope he's the best one of many um welcome to the show jason
1: thanks for having me um i'm jason and um, i'd like to acknowledge the kana people of the Castalian lands and waters of the adelaide region where i'm speaking from today and i'd like to pay uh, respect to the elders both past and present
0: excellent well um tell us a bit about yourself jason um who's jason pomin
1: um, yeah, well, I am now a graphic novelist, um, but I'm traditionally um, uh, an animator um, and uh, production designer. Um, most of my work has been doing, um, yeah, concept art and stuff for 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 film and music videos and and things like that. But uh, yeah, the, since you know this year, I've I've kind of moved into graphic novels, um, and yeah, really excited by it.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Well we'll we'll definitely talk about comics today and graphic yeah, novels. Great. Um so but uh we'll start a little bit yeah going back. So can you talk to us about the kind of work you've been doing for animation and commercials and video games and all that? And what well, what is it that, that you did exactly?
1: Yeah, sure. Um well I've kind of, my career's kind of spanned a few different roles. Um, I started, uh, as a kind of a concept artist, mm-hmm. um, doing, um, a lot of like environment designs. So, um, I think a lot of the productions I've worked on have been a uh, 3d animation, um, series. So a lot of it's been like designing, um, designing environments and characters to then be built into, into 3d in the computer. Um, From there, I moved into art direction. So that's like managing a team of artists um, to create a kind of look. Um, Done a lot of uh, 2D animation as well, doing um, painted backgrounds for for 2D animation. A a little bit of direction. And and kind of um, by the end of that, kind of moved back around to doing more uh, production and concept design again. Um, And that's um, for... Uh, short films, music videos, um, yeah, video games. Um, a lot of the work is in commercials. There's yeah. just a lot of money in commercials, um, and a lot yeah. of animated content gets created for that. So yeah, um, doing all sorts of all sorts of things. Yeah,
0: yeah, that, that, that that's cool. And I think we'll talk about it later because I think that kind of work probably prepare you for the kind of backgrounds and uh, the arts that you that you have in treasure in the lake cuz that's one of the standouts in treasure in the lake i feel like all all the environments and all the backgrounds are just beautiful anyway um what's it like working with other people in a team and you know developing all those concepts cuz as a graphic novel uh, <laughs> creator you you're on your own but yeah that's, that's very different
1: yeah i think that was maybe part of the reason why i um, moved into to doing graphic novels um, in a way, I like I like working in a team, and it's nice to bounce ideas off of people. Um, and there's like a collaborative collaborative kind of aspect to it that's nice. Um, but especially doing kind of art direction, um, you are managing a team a lot and mm-hmm. um, kind of trying to keep everything consistent. Yeah. Um, and that that's um, that kind of takes you away from doing doing artwork. <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it can be nice. It can be, um, kind of energetic and, um, projects kind of get done a bit faster as well than grabbing novels. Mm-hmm. But I, am someone that does like, um, working in isolation. Like I, 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 I'm perfectly happy just kind of like working away in my room, um, for, for extended periods. So, um, so it wasn't an easy it wasn't a hard transition to to make really especially what? by the end i think i was doing a lot of um at the start there was a lot of uh, animation studios in adelaide yeah. so i'd be working in-house but by the end i was doing all remote work anyway yeah um so 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 yeah i was essentially by myself a lot yeah
0: <laughs> And I think that the last two years have been perfect. Uh, you know, if, if you like working in isolation, well, you all been isolating.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe there'll be a lot of like graphic novels being created during this
0: time. <laughs> perfect timing. Uh, yeah. Well, moving on to comics, um, you know, th- did you read any comics as a kid? Um, and if so, which ones or, you know, when did you start reading comics?
1: Yeah, I didn't yeah. read that much as a kid, really, I don't think there was a lot that really appealed to me as a kid. I didn't, um, maybe I just didn't find the right ones or, um, I didn't, I kind of didn't know how to read, um, like the the DC and Marvel stuff that was around a lot. Um, but I I really liked Tintin. Um, that was like the first one that I really got into. Um, but outside of that, I didn't really, I probably wasn't a huge reader in general. Um, I really love like Roald Dahl and, um, Yeah. I love, I love Roald Dahl and like just goosebumps and stuff like that. Like I got through that, but um, yeah, I didn't really find a lot of uh, comics. um, Outside of like cut, like smaller comic strips and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think like we had books of like Garfield. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That kind of stuff, which I liked as a kid.
0: They still get borrowed a lot. Yeah. And, and Garfield, uh, you know, that they're always being borrowed at the library always. Yeah. Um, yeah. Personally, uh, personally, I'm always on the Asterix team instead of Tintin. But...
1: Yeah, yeah. It's funny that it kind of goes both sides like that. I never really got into Asterix for some reason. I don't know why. Um, maybe it felt a bit like hard harder to get into for me or something. <laughs> all
0: right. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So, uh, so um, you weren't reading many comics as a kid. Um, you know, you were doing all this uh, graphic design and and all that. What's your comic origin story then um I think, you know um, what's the moment that suddenly you you started paying attention to comics and you decided oh yeah I, th- I think this is what I want to do
1: yeah yeah um it was probably around like two thousand and nine two thousand ten sort of thing i i um I, I think probably started reading and seeing um uh, different comics um particularly like, um, like illustrators that had moved into, um, or like uh, like people that were doing animation that kind of were also doing comics. Um, I started seeing online and then um, kind of found out about um, more independent um, comics, like um, particularly I think the No Brow um, publisher in the UK doing um, really interesting stuff. Um, I think I, I read, uh, like Luke Pearson, um, who did the Hilda Folk series and, um, John McNaught, who I really love. Um, uh, yeah. So I started reading those and thinking, Oh, you can actually like tell stories all by yourself in this kind of format. And it's, and it's really fun. Um, and it maybe suits me a bit. Um, and then I think I read, um, there's a, there's a short story by Emily Carroll, um, called, uh, his face will red that I, I really loved. And I read like a hundred times. Um, it's one of my favorite short, uh, comic stories. Mm-hmm. And, um, there was a, a pro- the project that treasure in the lake came from originally planning as like a, an animated piece.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I started thinking that it would, it could suit, um, comics, or at least I just really wanted to create one. So I think on a trip to like me and my wife went overseas for five months and we were traveling around um, South America. And I thought I just started like writing notes and, um,
0: yeah.
1: and little, uh, drawing little environments and, and stuff to, to, to start fleshing it out. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, I think that's pretty much the origin for me, but it was definitely, yeah seeing those, um, those different comics, um, and kind of kind of finding out about that world of um yeah. comics that weren't particularly um that weren't exactly like yeah like superhero comics yeah um yeah and see, seeing that had a place in like a readership i think
0: yeah uh, and and uh yeah like hilda for example that's an excellent series and when that's you know uh, again being borrowed constantly at the libraries uh when kids discover it um you know they really get sucked in with that one you know yeah it's such a beautiful series
1: yeah it's great
0: um yeah, yeah. uh so you, you mentioned that you know when you were traveling you were doing notes and little sketches and things so um do you work with pen and paper or do you work digitally or a mix of both or
1: a bit of a mix but most of most of it's digital but um i uh i start with pencil just cuz i'm drawing really little and um uh doing like uh, little thumbnails mm-hmm. um i well, i kind of start on on the computer really in the sense that i'm doing um most of the like outlining of the story um just on yeah like a word processor or something yeah um, And then when once I've got that kind of, um, to a state that I can start playing around with different sequences and and ideas for visuals, then I'll start just in paper drawing, like really, really tiny little drawings, um, as small as I can, but, but still making it kind of legible. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, then, then eventually I have to make the jump to digital and start working it out properly, but I really like starting just pencil and paper. Yep. All, yeah. all the finished artwork is done on in Photoshop, essentially.
0: Yeah. I find that a lot of creators these days are working like that. Uh, you know, they, they, they start with pencil, you know, um just uh, and very often they say, you know, I can feel it a bit more. I can, you know, it's yeah. more organic. But then, you know, I move on to digital.
1: Yeah. And it's yeah. a lot faster. Like, I think it's just when you're doing the thumbnails, you want to do it as fast as you can. And if you're, if you do something wrong in Photoshop and it comes up with an error message, it kind of breaks, breaks your concentration or something. Yeah. Um, and also like the, the computer is just like an entertainment device. So like it gets really distracting. <laughs> um, so it's nice to just get away and, and go somewhere else.
0: Yeah. Uh, excellent. So let's, uh, let's start talking about Treasure in the lake. So Excellent debut. Um, I really you. love the book. Now for those who don't know about it or haven't read it, um, can you tell us a little bit what the book is about?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, the story follows um, two two best friends, um, Iris and Sam, who um, are from kind of a sleepy country town. Um, and uh, they're kind of on the verge of high school, so they're like growing apart. Um, and that's when they, they stumble upon um, this forgotten town at the bottom of a dry lake bed. That's um, kind of on the outskirts of their town. Um, and there they, uh, they kind of interact with some of the previous, in, um, occupants of the town kind of have a magical kind of journey through the town. Um, and eventually have to reconnect and kind of re-find their friendship to kind of save, to save their friendship and also, um, to save themselves from the, from the town. Um, yeah, but it's about like friendship and kind of like what happens when, um, you and your best friend have kind of wildly different life aspirations. Yeah, Um, I moved a lot um, when I was growing up. So uh, saying goodbye friends became really common to me. So I think that that probably had a grounding in in the work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, when I was about 10, we we moved as well. And, you know, um, I really resented that. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Because, you know, I lost a lot of friends and, you know, and then I made new friends as well. But yeah, Um, uh, yeah, it does mark you.
1: Definitely.
0: Yeah, 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 yep. yeah. Um, and it's also, you know, apart from everything you said, it also has a bit of a mystery, a bit yeah, of fantasy, yep. and um, yeah, it's um, yeah, good stuff. Anyway, um, the visual style is uh, quite beautiful, and I really love the use of color and light. Um, I think you use that really really well all throughout and the characters and the environments and all that. Um, I was going to ask, you know, was there any work that kind of inspired you for that? Um, But, you know, from what we talked before, I think that maybe the the work that you did before kind of, you know, influenced a lot. Yeah,
1: a bit. Um, It's funny, like when I started, I think, because it was my first time trying to do comics, I didn't really, wasn't really sure how to go to it. And I think when I started, I was a bit like, I want to make something that doesn't look like a comic. Like I was going to paint it all or, um, not use any line work and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and try to, you know, reinvent everything stupidly. Um, and eventually I kind of started coming back further and further to something that looked a bit more like a comic to me. Um, but, um, I think Yeah, I think I think because um, yeah, originally, I didn't have any line work, so it was all painted. And I think I realised that something there's something about black ink on paper that like, feels uh, feels nice, like you can see the process of it, or um, it's akin to like writing, um, or something like that. But um, there was probably it's similar in ways to um there's a film I made with a collaborator Ari Gibson that um uh, I think it's called motorbike um that, that kind of like maybe the uh, kind of drawing from that a lot I think I even use some of the same brushes and, and that kind of thing um but in terms of like uh, comic books that I'm drawing from um there's a uh, artist called um Drew Wing I think wing when, um, who made, uh, a, a series called mago uh, Margot Malou. Um, and I think I was looking at that at the time and really liking this. He's like, got really beautiful, um, colors and, and line work and stuff. So I think I was referencing that a, to some extent. Um, but yeah, really th- just trying to, um, piece it together so that it, it felt right to me. Really? Um, yeah. Um, Cause it's kind of like a different, um, it's completely different thing. So like, um, it's, I think, yeah, I started out just thinking I'll just do it like an animation. Um, but it just didn't, didn't quite fit. Like it wasn't, it wasn't very readable compared to other comics, I think.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, um, I think readability, especially for this kind of middle grade uh, kind of level, is, is really important. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, Treasure in the Lake is, you know, it's for kids. On, and on the surface, it's a great adventure. Uh, and as you say, it's about friendship. Um, but then, as I mentioned, like, there, there are elements of fantasy, elements of uh, mystery. And on closer reading, I feel like there's a lot more going on. Um uh, and there are little visual clues here and there um, uh, was it hard to juggle what clues you put there and and how you put them uh, yeah. but still keeping the mystery
1: yeah, that was hard. Um, I think I went back and forth a lot on on that um, I think even um, before before I talked to an editor, um it was even more mysterious. And I think maybe, uh, he helped uh, Andrew, um, who's at, uh, Harper kind of helped me, uh, clear up a few things in the story, um, to make it not too ambiguous, but, uh, I, I really like, um, I think I like all stories that I like have an element of kind of, um, interpretation in them. So Mm -hmm. I I didn't want to make it too clear or too, um, concrete. Uh, what happens in the story um and it seems like I've gone like reading um reviews and stuff of the book um, people bring up the same things as negatives or positives, depending on how how much they like piecing together things or um yeah. yeah, some people say like yeah i I like that I had to study this this panel to to know what happened, and then some people were saying like this plot holes all over the place, and I'm like oh you, I guess you just don't, you don't want to have that, <laughs> but, um,
0: yeah. Cause see, it also doesn't even have, uh, a, a very clear, everything's tied up kind of ending. It's a, yeah. kind of an open ending as well, which some people react to as yeah. well, you know, but, but I love, I love open endings. So yeah,
1: I love that in films. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's, I think if everything's tied up, it feels a bit like claustrophobic to me, like, mm-hmm nothing exists outside this little story. Um, Whereas if it's, if it's open-ended, it's kind of, it feels more like um, real or or something
0: to me. And I, I think it leaves the the reader uh, thinking about it more. Hopefully, you know, hopefully they'll be thinking about it a bit more and, you know, um, so that the book will stay with them longer. You know, I have to say like one of my favorite shows of all time, if not my favorite, this Twin Peaks, and that's as yeah. open-ending, as mysterious as you can get, yep. <laughs> you know? Uh, uh, so, yeah. <laughs> and I love yeah. Kafka and his books and they are very um, yeah, exactly. open-ending and you really need to think when you're reading those. So, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> in, the, um, in the in this book, um, the last page is kind of ends on a mysteri- mystery about what is in like this chest um, in Treasure in the Lake. And the the editor suggested like, oh, maybe we should see what's in it. And I've thought about it a lot, and I thought oh, we probably shouldn't because that could be up to the reader. Like, um, if you, if you believe everything that's happened in the book, then you will believe that the chest is filled with certain things, and if you don't, then vice versa. I feel like we're just limiting if we just <laughs> if we say it's one thing. Good move. Yeah,
0: (laughs) I approve. Uh, (laughs) all right. Uh, look, there are some beautiful scenes and panels without words, uh, in this graphic novel. And I feel like this is not very common in kids graphic novels. Um, but they, they work beautifully in, in your books. Um, sometimes they add a little bit of mystery and suspense. Sometimes they just give us time to think and just take the visuals in. Um, can you talk a little bit about that and what you were thinking when you were designing these silent scenes? Yeah,
1: I get, that might uh, come a bit from, um, my history doing animation where you, like, this is an idea of like not showing and telling, um, kind of like, yeah, you, if you're depicting it visually, then you don't need to then have this text. But I think, um, particularly for this story um it's like a story about two kids that like discover this town um and there's like a i like i wanted to create like an immersive kind of quality to that um like if if you were discovering yourself um there's like this air of mystery and um and kind of wonder and i think if characters were speaking at the same time it like it kind of gets in the way um I think there's a there's a graphic novelist called rene French who um Kind of her thought is that any text in a graphic novel is like poison i think in her words i might be paraphrasing
0: yeah.
1: but um and i probably wouldn't go that far but there is something about um there's like a magical quality to just watching characters kind of moving through um moving through a landscape like even in film like i think one of my favorite films is um uh there will be blood Paul thomas anderson um and there's this scene at the start where this character is, um, just like in this mine shaft for like 15 minutes, like doing all these kind of complicated things in silence. And it's just like captivating. Yeah. So I, th- I think, um, part of it was trying to capture that kind of thing, like just watching a character. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I personally, I don't really like, um, a lot of text in graphic novels <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Like I think when I'm reading it, I, like when you're watching a film, um, a character can speak, and you can watch their performance at the same time. In graphic novel, mm-hmm. you kind of your eyes are like darting back and forth between text and, and the visuals. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather just show that visually than you know than have it than have it explained. I think also like as a kid, I was um, if if I'm reading a comic and there's just like more text than images. feels a bit daunting to me or or something um yeah but i think it comes back to probably like seeing the sequences when i'm planning them as almost like a a movie in my head that i'm trying to get down and all the time that doesn't have doesn't have dialogue in it yeah
0: yeah Yeah. Uh, look um alfred hitchcock said actually something very similar and you know he his philosophy was that if i can show it visually um, without any dialogue, then that's what I'll <laughs> that's what I'll do, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, so uh, um, yeah, and, and there are. I, I feel like here in Australia, actually, at the moment, we, we've got some great visual storytellers. Uh, so you know, um, Campbell White with Home Time, yeah, some, some great scenes as well. That you know, without any any uh, text. And Chris Gooch with Under Earth as well, especially. Yeah, yeah. He had a lot of really visual storytelling there. So, yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah, I think, like, some of my favorite, like, I mentioned before, John McNaught, who makes um, comics that are almost completely um, wordless, um, that have an amazing uh, atmosphere to them as well. And I think one of the biggest, I didn't mention before, but one of the biggest influences I had starting it was reading, um, Chantans, um, um, the arrival, yep. which is completely wordless and is just beautiful. Uh, it doesn't really take anything away from bit, having no dialogue. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah,
0: <laughs> it's part of what it, um, it's part of what what it makes that graphic novel great you know it's really universal um yeah you know told purely visually and it's just astounding well uh, on on this kind of topic we've gone completely off tangent But um. <laughs> <laughs> um, on this kind of uh thing actually i was talking to a friend recently and i recommended to him uh, a french graphic novel uh called alone uh, by chabute and Again, is just there are hardly any words in the whole graphic novel and um is just a beautiful piece of work. Yeah. So, yeah, highly recommend it. If yeah. You I'll find check it it somewhere, I've seen it, but I haven't read it yet. I, yeah. I I love I love his uh style as well, anyway. Yep. Um so, Treasure in the Lake. How long did it take, more or less?
1: Um it's hard to tell, <laughs> like, uh, but like, in terms of just pure, like years from starting to ending, it was like, um, yeah, 2010 or something, I started just doing little notes and, and, and trying to piece it together. Um, obviously, it was all done outside of my normal work. Um, and it was very, like, stop, start, like, I'd I'd put it down for sometimes even a year or so. Um, and then pick it back up again. Um, and then I'd work on it for like a week or two when I've got like a big break and then, yeah, put it down for months again. Um, so it's, it's hard to know exactly. Um, I'm working on another book at the moment that's, um, I think going to take me like a year and a half to two years. So that, and that's more like a full-time thing. Um, yeah. so yeah, but I, I think there was a lot of, um, full starts and like, I kind of re completely rewrote, um, most of it, like two or three times. Um, mm-hmm. so, so, yeah, they they take, a, they take a long time to make.
0: <laughs> so, a new book, you probably can't tell us much because you're at the early stages. Yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, is it going to be another kind of middle grade uh, or, you know, is it yep. going to be an adventure? Is it going to be similar or is it, you're trying something different?
1: Um, It's probably, it's middle grade, maybe a tiny bit younger. I'm not exactly sure. Um, uh, But it's, uh, yeah, I can't say too much because it's not announced yet, but it should be announced pretty soon. Um, And it's kind of based on, um, again, my experience. um, I I think I went to like nine or 10 different schools growing up. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, So it's about starting a new school, but kind of in a fantastical, um, setting and um, uh, kind of based around um, what we where we uh, went on holiday a lot with uh, my dad had like this um, holiday shack um, on the York Peninsula in Adelaide on
0: mm-hmm.
1: South Australia sorry um, so it's kind of based around that environment a bit with like tide pools and um, that th- this place where we went, they'd have like beaches that went out for like a kilometer um, and just with like all these tide pools and um, yeah, and like sandbars and stuff like that. So it's kind of based a little bit on, on that environment in that world. Um, Excellent.
0: Excellent. Yeah. I look forward to it. Um, yeah. Good stuff. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel like in the last, um, you know, two, three years, we've seen more and more uh, graphic novels in Australia being published and, uh, you know, hopefully yes. publishers are supporting them. Thank you. Alan and Anwen. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Thanks.
0: They're actually one of the big supporters of uh, graphic novels.
1: Yeah. They've been amazing. I, I love working with them. Yeah. and Yeah. Yeah.
0: Good stuff. So, um, kind of wrapping up um we always ask our guests to tell us about three comics or graphic novels um that you know either they've read recently or three that inspired treasure in the lake or or you know whatever way you want to yeah. take it just three graphic novels yeah Up to um, you. i probably
1: mentioned a few already so i will to think of some different ones <laughs> there, there was one um i, I read uh um Chen Wang's um, The Prince and the Dressmaker recently, and that was really great. Um, yeah, that the beautiful, um, beautiful drawings and, and characters and like um, really unique kind of um, story that was, it feels really tight and classic at the same time. Cool. Um, so yeah, definitely check that out. I thought that was really great um there's another one called um stepping stones by lucy niley i'm not sure exactly how to pronounce um but that was about her growing up um on like a little farm um in america and kind of have a um a family with like uh children from different different um parents kind of like integrating together um and i thought that was really nicely told and, and really cute um and outside of that, um, I think of something, uh, I read, um, one of my favorite ones was, um, Sabrina, which was, um, it's a, like an adult comic, um, by Nick, Nick Drunasa. I think his name is,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, I think that was, that was like shortlisted for like a really prestigious literary award. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, the first graphic novel to do it. Um, so that drew me in and then, um, then I, yeah, I really loved it. Um, so yeah, those are the kind of come to yeah. mind.
0: Three great recommendations, uh, really great books. All three of them. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Can I recommend you one as well?
1: Yeah, no, I'd love no. to.
0: I think it's probably, um, it's, it's one of my top three this year, uh, for sure. Um, and, and I think you'll appreciate it. The magic fish.
1: Oh, I've yeah. I haven't read it yet, but I've seen, I've seen that type, the cover everywhere and i know that a lot of people love it so i need to need to get it
0: such a beautiful graphic novel yep yeah all right uh, well thank you so much for joining us today and it's the final trader chat for this year it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you and um you know i hope treasure in the lake is well read well borrowed and uh and you know and if you like it um, and borrow it at the library, then maybe you know you can go to the yeah, shop and buy it, it as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks so much for having me and thanks for, for doing this. Like, it's really great that you guys, um, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, just doing this um, kind of creating a record of, of all the comic creating that's going on. Um, it's really great. Like, I, I found it through Campbell White and the interview you guys did with Campbell White and, and Scrooge and Pat Grant um and that was great so
0: yeah good guys yeah 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 (laughs) excellent well thank you take care and um yeah we'll speak again when you release the second one yeah yeah thank you